With a capability of 3,000 to 3,500 horsepower at an astonishing 200 psi of boost pressure, the Cummins billet block diesel engine behind me is definitely a work of art. However, managing to keep an engine reliable at that sort of power and boost level is obviously key. We're here with Drew from D&J Precision Machining to talk a little bit about what goes into the tuning of common rail diesel engines in order to make them reliable and powerful. Welcome to High Performance Academy's Tuned In Field Report podcast series. In these special midweek episodes, we look back through our archives to find the best conversations we've had through years worth of attending the best automotive events across the globe. We've pulled the audio from these tech-filled interviews with some of the industry's most well-known figures for you to enjoy as a quick hit of insider knowledge. So I think, Drew, for a start, before we get into the specifics of diesel tuning, I know that a lot of our followers will come from a gasoline tuning background, and with gasoline tuning we tend to add fuel and run the engine richer than stoic, and that helps cool and control our combustion chamber temperatures. However, diesel is a little bit different, so can you tell us how the fuel affects the engine performance? Yeah, we can run a couple different ways. We can run on the fast side of the fuel curve like that too, usually 12 to 14. Um, Air-fuel ratio is about the best power, um, and that is heavy smoke, um, and the fuel is actually cooling just like the gas engine does. Um, That's because you're getting a lot of unburned fuel passing through the combustion chamber? Correct, yeah, unburnt fuel passing through the combustion chamber. You get uh, smoke like the tractor pullers are normally running. That's 12 to 14 in air-fuel ratio. Um, And then drag racing, a lot of times we end up running on the lean side of the fuel curve. So typically with a diesel, we can get to a certain point, keep adding fuel. It starts to get super, super hot. And then you keep adding fuel and it cools back down again. Um, So we run on the lean side of the fuel curve like 19 to 20 to 1 drag racing. A lot of times we're actually kind of keeping the engine cool with more air. So we'll run more and more nitrous, uh, more and more turbocharger and keep the fuel backed out of it. And then there's no smoke really at that point. It's a lot cleaner, easier to manage. The ECU can pull fuel at that point and keep the engine from getting hot. All right, so there's a bunch of stuff I want to sort of unpack there. So first of all, if we consider that there is some significant differences with the the diesel engine in that we don't have a throttle body on the engine and instead the torque that the engine's producing is modulated really by the amount of fuel we're delivering. So even if we look at a completely stock diesel engine, it's always going to be running significantly leaner than than stoichiometric. And what we see there, and this is how a lot of people start making more power, is as we add fuel, we start to see the power increase. But as you mentioned there, as you add fuel up to a certain point, you're going to see the, the, the temperatures climb, the combustion temperatures climb. So you're monitoring that kind of in a roundabout way with the exhaust gas temperature, that correct? Yeah, we watch exhaust te- gas temperatures. And in this application, we actually have the ECU will pull fuel with exhaust temperatures getting too high. So if we get to a point where our water injection isn't quite doing what we need to do or we don't have quite enough nitrous in the engine or quite enough turbo in the engine and it's climbing exhaust temperatures, the ECU will just start trimming fuel back and save the engine throughout the rest of the pass. So really here the key to diesel performance is we want to combust more fuel and air without necessarily richening the mixture because again that's where we're starting to create heat and that can be the enemy of performance. So that's where you're using uh, boost pressure normally, adding boost pressure, but you're also adding nitrous. So can you talk to us about how the nitrous works? 
So the nitrous comes on different stages in this drag race application. We'll use spool, spool jets for nitrous uh, to help spool the turbo. We could get the turbo spooled within a second, second and a half in this application. It's a 98 millimeter turbo on a 410 cubic inch engine at like 3,500 RPM. So um, we add more nitrous to keep the engine cool and keep on the lean side of that fuel curve. Now they do make more power on the fat side. So that 12 to 14 to one, they will make more power, but in this application, we can add enough extra things like nitrous, boost pressure, whatever we want to make whatever power we really want. So we always try to stay on the lean side of that fuel curve. It's easier for us to manage. Uh, in terms of the nitrous setup, you've, you've got stages there, as you've mentioned, and the, the spool valves. Uh, when it's all in, sort of what, uh, what amount of nitrous in terms of a horsepower rating are you actually adding to the engine? In this application, we're running over a thousand horsepower with a nitrous. We run a smaller turbo. We could always step turbo size up, but for us to get out of the hole and get a good 60 foot time, uh, the turbo is still spooling through that area. If we run too big a charger, it's lazy through that part of the of the track. So we run a little smaller turbo and more nitrous to make up for it. Okay, I just actually want to come back and clarify something I said at the start. I mentioned that this engine is built, or the inlet manifold specifically, to support 200 psi, and that's just for our viewers. That's not something you're going to be running on a single turbo. So if you were to build this for a different application with a compound turbo system, this is where you'd be looking at maybe running less nitrous and using more boost. Uh, in those applications, it's usually truck and tractor pulling, and they're not allowed to run nitrous. So that's why we would run a compound turbo setup, two to three turbos, uh, and usually in two stages, they can see up to 200 pounds of boost. This application is drag racing, so we're usually only seeing about 100 pounds of boost, 120 sometimes. Do you want to take your car knowledge game to the next level? Join us in the next free lesson at hpacademy.com free and start developing your own skills today. Alright, so in terms of monitoring the engine health, one of the key uh, inputs that we've got with a diesel engine is exhaust gas temperature. And it's hard to sometimes pin down a number that we can consider to be safe. Can you give us some input on what you're seeing as safe numbers with your, your drag racing engines? We like to try to keep things as cool as possible. Uh, 1650 EGT numbers, uh, the engine can last hundreds of passes. Like we can get over 100 passes out of rings, pistons, valves, everything. Uh, we start pushing higher than that, and things start to fatigue. Usually it starts in the top ring lands, and the top rings start to fatigue. It's the fastest thing that happens. So we like to try to do our best to stay 18 or uh, 1,650 degrees or lower. I think it's important to mention here that the damage from heat is cumulative as well. So what you may be able to get away with for a short pass down a drag strip, uh, if you're out on the street with your truck towing a heavy load behind it, going up a long hill, uh, those sort of temperatures could potentially be dangerous. Is that reasonable to say? Oh, yeah. We like to try to tell customers that are pulling a load or something like that to stay under 1,200 degrees. Uh, just... Uh the piston starts to gain so much heat and your oil can't pull that that heat out of the piston. So 1,250 degrees, 1,200 degrees is what we like to try to tell people for towing trailers or something like that. Now, in most instances when it comes to actually making tuning changes, it's most common really to be reflashing the factory fitted ECU. Uh, with the particular billet engine that you've got here uh, on your stand, you're running this as a complete standalone, which is quite unique. Can you tell us a little bit about the ECU that you're running there? 
Yeah, we're running a Bosch Motorsports ECU in this application, and we're also coupled with the Powerbox system. So the Powerbox system can run everything for the whole truck. So it's running the nitrous, it's running our water injection system, it's running our transmission, those, the uh, spool valves in the transmission, everything. It's all controlled and managed through that ECU. So we can, we can make any changes we want. If we want to pull a little bit of fuel on a shift, we can do that. Everything's all integrated together. Now, we've talked so far about the air-fuel ratio and the fuel delivery, but really that's a, a small part of the overall puzzle when it comes to diesel tuning. You've also got uh, fuel pressure to consider and also the injection timing. Can you give us some insight into how those elements play in together and, and what your considerations are when making adjustments? Yeah, fuel pressure, uh, for the most part, when you look at max power, you're trying to go to max fuel pressure. So we run 30,000 pounds to 34,000 pounds, sometimes 36,000 pounds, uh, depending on the injector setup and what you have. Um, timing, we have to make decisions whether we want to make full power on timing or not. In this application, we can pull a few degrees of timing out of it. It's a little bit safer and make up for uh, the extra power with more nitrous, uh, more air, more, more fuel. So you're talking here about basically retarding the timing from where you're actually seeing peak power and torque in terms of reducing their overall cylinder pressure and making the tune-up a little safer? Right. We've, we've got cylinder pressure monitoring equipment in this engine, so we've been able to see, say, like a 20% drop in cylinder pressure by taking a few degrees of timing out and only lose maybe 30 horsepower. So we'll make up for that 30 horsepower somewhere else and reduce that cylinder pressure because it's so much easier on components. Yeah, it doesn't really matter how much power the engine's making if it's not going to last to the end of the drag strip. So, uh, of course, uh, considerations like that are something that, that are often overlooked. Uh, look, Joe, it's been great to get some insight into what goes into tuning an engine that is capable of 3,000-plus horsepower with yeah. diesel fuel. Uh, I know you're heading to the dyno with us straight after the show to see what it's actually capable of. So we wish you all the best with that when you hit the dyno. Thanks for the chat. Thank you very much. Have a great day. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you've chosen to listen to it on. It goes a long way to helping us get the word out there. All these conversations and much more are also available in full on our High Performance Academy YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe.